Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, welcome into this edition of Mondays with Matt. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. We are into middle July, so hopefully your summer's going well, at least better, hopefully, than 2020 has been giving us so far. It's been an, certainly an interesting year, but we hope everybody is being safe and and uh, enjoying the summertime as best they possibly can. If you've got questions or concerns, as always, reach out to Matt here on the program at GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com, and we will get into today's topic in just a minute. But first, Matt, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, Mark. I'm nice. How are you? Yeah, you are nice. It's nice to talk to you. I used to, that comes from somebody else. I used to, my uh, a grandparent used to, every time you'd ask, oh, how are you today? Uh-huh. I'm nice. She would always say, I'm nice. <laughs> That's and cute. Like, oh, that is cute. Yeah. How was your, how was your fourth and, and all that good stuff? Been doing okay? Ter- terrific. Yep. Yeah. Um, I know this year was kind of strange because sure. a lot of the fireworks were, uh, shut down because of the craziness of the times we're living in. But right. hey, we can light them up individually safely from home. So that's that's a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's one of those things. We just got to make the best of it. And we're the good news is the, the year is uh, almost half over or it's more than half over. So is <laughs> so, that good news? Well, I guess that's good news considering everything that's considered, happened. Yeah. <laughs> I think most of us kind of want 2020 to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for a lot of, I think from a lot of a standpoint, we can go, well, at least the year is almost done. It's half over. You know, it's crazy because uh, schools are starting up soon and, and we're still kind of wondering what that's going to really look like mm-hmm. for, for the kids going back to school. And it's, it's just crazy. But, you know, with the, the baseball season getting cut short, you know, it just, is something like we've never seen. So oh, anyway, yeah. we've talked a lot about this. But, we've, yeah, um, we've talked yeah, about we're, it. We're, we're hoping for good things. We're yep. hoping that things will be back restored to normal and uh, people will soon gain confidence that they can live through just about anything. Well, that's one that certainly could be a certain uh, positive side effect is that we can make it through all sorts of things. But today's topic, we're going to get into it. It's saying one thing, but doing another. And we're all guilty of that. That's a human thing. No reason to beat ourselves up too much on that. But we have found, especially from a financial standpoint, that we tend to do these things and they just don't line up. And it can kind of create a bit of an issue when you're thinking about your, your retirement plans and your retirement, uh, you know, you know, goals and dreams and all those kinds of things. So let's just talk about a few areas here. And often we do this from a financial standpoint, Matt. We don't even realize we're doing it. So hopefully we can kind of point this out a little bit. But I'll use my wife as an example. So she likes to look for deals. She likes to you know, do some shopping for deals. She'll be on Amazon or whatever, and she'll say, oh, well, this item was, it was on sale, but now it's not, so I'll wait or whatever the case is. And it got uh-huh. me thinking about that. And it's like sometimes... We spend a whole lot of time thinking about, you know, when something's on sale at the grocery store, but we don't really think about the fees that we pay with inside our investments. So mm-hmm. sometimes we're not looking, I guess, for the the best overall plan that's helping our, you know, keeping our costs down from that standpoint. But yet we'll do that with other things in life. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So clipping coupons or shopping for the deals, you know, that's one of the things I, I know a lot of people, that was a big fad, you know, a few years back, good way to save money and sure. be conscious of it. So there's nothing wrong with that. But also, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to save a couple of dollars here or there. But then, um, you know, you don't look at your investment portfolio fees or something, you know, you, you know, it's costing me several hundred dollars a, a year, but here I am clipping coupons to save. True, right. You, know, you got it. There you go. Dollars on an item. Yeah. You know, in psychology, it's cognitive dissonance where 
you hold a, a belief or a value, you know, I, some, some ideals or beliefs, but they're, they tend to be contradictory to, you know, each other or contradictory to what you're actually doing. So, yeah. And I think we all, again, we all do that. So, you know, fees can certainly sneak up on, and I think you and I, I can't remember, it was a while back on one of the shows, but we had a conversation about somebody who had multiple mutual funds and several of them were basically the exact same thing. They had them with different companies, right? They, they basically uh-huh. had the same investments in it, but one, the investment fees were, let's say like, I don't remember what the exact numbers were, but we'll just, for the sake of the argument, it was like 1.5% and the other one was just like one, you know, and it's like, okay, so why would you pay, why would you have two investments, A, that do the exact same thing and B, you have one that costs you more than the other, that kind of idea, right? So there's ways yeah. to kind of trim that fat. Oh, certainly. And, um, you know, when it comes to your, your everyday life, there's certainly ways to do that. And when it comes to investing and we, we're analyzing those things, yeah, that overlap, you know, I'm, I'm paying for this much, you know, yeah, you're maybe paying 1% for this investment here, but hey, I've got this um, variable annuity over here that's, that's holding the same investment and I pay right. 1.5% for the wrapper of the variable annuity. And I pay the investment man- <laughs> right. management costs yeah. inside. And by the way, I've got an income writer that I'll never use, but I pay another 1% on that. So there you go. It's like, yeah. So be conscious, you know, be conscious of, of what, what you say you're going to do and then what, and you, what do. you do. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and some of the coaching from my own personal practice and one of my own beliefs is to be that person of integrity. If I say this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. You know, even if I can't do it on time or even if I come up a little bit short, still take that step and do it. You know, yeah. you got to take action on any goal. There's always, if you're the normal person, there's always the ideal, the ideal behavior or action that we should take. And then there's the realistic, where are we now? What action did we take? And then there's a, there's a gap. And so when you measure that gap, then you have to decide in your own heart and your own mind and your gut, this is what I want it to look like. And this is the steps I'm willing to take. And sometimes a sacrifice to be made to get there. There you go. That's a great point. Absolutely. So saying one thing, doing another. Okay, that's one area. How about this one? Often we will see people, especially when they come in to talk with you for the first time, maybe, or they're sitting down for a review or having that consultation. They'll say, look, I'm really really worried about risk. I want to make sure that I'm exposed to as little risk as possible. And you're like, okay, great. So you get in, you start looking at maybe you're doing a second opinion or whatever the case is. You start going through their portfolio. And often, you wind up discovering they have way more risk than they, than they A, knew, and B, certainly felt comfortable with. Absolutely. You know, risk is one of those things that it tends to be difficult for the average person to measure. And so a lot of times when, when they sit down with us, that is something that we specifically can measure in their portfolio. So, you know, let's say you think I'm a moderate investor, okay, but they come in and they have a, a little knack or a notion that, hey, they like these couple of stocks. Well, a moderate investor, there's a range of, I call it range of returns, but if I'm going to take on a risk where I could lose up to maybe 15% in any given six-month time period, when I say lose, I mean my portfolio could be down 15% in exchange for an upside of maybe 20 to 25%, that person that's, that probably fit into that moderate risk. Now, if you like to chase one or two hot investments and just heard a story about this kid who wants to invest in one hot stock. Hey, hey did you see the performance? And did you see the, the last four years of, of what this thing has done? Well, that's great. But if you put all your money in one, you totally blow your moderate investor. You're, you're like chasing and you could literally lose all of your money by doing that. So saying one thing, 
in doing that thing, you got to draw a line. You got to draw a line yeah. in the sand and say, okay, this is not allowed, not with my retirement funds or the money, the money that I have to protect. Yeah, exactly. You want to open up a little side account and gamble and speculate. Great. But you're right. Without coming in and doing an actual measurement, now we can measure your portfolio is going to perform based on the asset categories that you own. Mm -hmm. And so to reduce risk, owning multiple categories that operate in dissimilar characteristics, they operate dissimilarly in terms of their performance, um, can provide you some diversification and reduce the risk while also giving you opportunity to capture the returns in that category. So it increases the opportunity for return. But if I don't own them all in the same category, I actually reduce my risk. And that has to do with what's called Markowitz's Efficient Frontier. And it's <laughs> a Nobel, Nobel Prize winning strategy. So right, not, to right. get, not to get way off in the weeds in terms of terminology, but if you are trying to control risk, yeah, definitely give us a call. We can measure that in a very simple, quick analysis of what you own. Yeah, absolutely. And it's 989-401-2949 if you want to give them a call, folks. 989-401-2949. All right. So similar situation, right? People come in to sit down in front of you, have the conversation. You're going through a review. You're going through a kind of designing a plan or having the conversation about what it might look like. And you get to the conversation of, you know, the conversation comes up of, I want to make sure that my spouse is taken care of when I'm gone. Okay, great. We all want to do that. But then you start having the conversations around long-term care and things of that nature nature and it kind of gets shut down. So are you really, you know, are you saying one thing and doing another? Are you really wanting to take care of the spouse whenever you pass on? If so, then why are you so adverse to having a conversation about either life insurance or long-term care? Because those things may play a role in what you need to get done. Absolutely. This is one of those interesting things because we, you know, everybody has their rose-colored glasses that they see life through. Right. And taking care of a spouse, it's one of those things. Oh yeah, I love them. I love them unconditionally. You know, it's well, that wouldn't be a true statement because I think <laughs> your love is conditional. It's based on lots of different things. But what happens, I think, when you claim you love your spouse, but then you're not willing to even have a conversation, as you said, about life insurance. Okay. What happens when you're gone? What happens if you die today walking out the door? Do you have your estate plan done? Do you have all your beneficiaries correct on all your accounts? Is your spouse going to inherit the most amount of money tax-free and be able to spend that money? Or are you tied up in taxable accounts? There's a lot of things from a financial perspective that people just don't know or understand. And they think they're okay. But, you know, life insurance is one of those things that is very powerful. I don't say that because I sell life insurance. I mean, I'm a licensed agent, but that tends to be a very, very, very small part of what I do. But life insurance can be the most one of the most beneficial things you can do for that surviving spouse or the spouse with children. Right. If you think about, well, I've got a big IRA, a large IRA. Well, that money's all taxable. So if you die, if they got 300,000 in there, they can't take that all in one year or they're going to pay like 37% tax or maybe it's 30% tax on that money. So if I have 300,000, you know, 30%, you know, I'm going to pay $90,000 in taxes to get 210 net. No, that's not a good planning tool for a surviving spouse. $300,000 in tax-free death benefit of a life insurance policy would be. So claiming you love your spouse, you should be true to that statement by following in the steps and making provision for them in a way that they're going to have instant access to the money. They won't have to pay the government a huge amount and then they can live 
with dignity. I liked that term, living with dignity. Right. So yeah. have you made provision? If you love them and you say you love them, let's do it. You know. Well, and another piece that sometimes people often think, forget about you know, is they say, okay, whatever the situation is going to be, what happens about a long-term illness that winds up depleting you know, the retirement funds? You know, now you pass on, one of, the, you know, one of the spouses pass on and the other person left behind is, basically has nothing because it's taken all the funds to do that. So yeah, have the conversation. It's not fun. Nobody wants to talk about the mortality. Nobody wants to talk about thinking about having to pass on. But you know, take the time to have those questions if you or have those conversations, if you say that that's something that's a high priority, then do something about it and have those chats and conversations with your financial advisor or you know somebody like Matt. A final one this week here on the podcast, and this one I think the, the, all these roll into this, Matt. It's just saying that you want to retire. Maybe 2020 has just gotten the better of you, right? You know, you were close to it, whatever the case is. You're like, you know what? I'm just, I'm done. I'm ready to be retired. I want to hit retirement as soon as possible. But you never actually took the time to get a plan in place, so you got no clue. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, you. I hear this all the time. You know, I see people late in life that say, oh, I, I'm going to retire. You know, I meet with them and they have nothing, nothing in provision for that. You know, the the statistics are still in the United States of America, one of the wealthiest countries in the world. And the average retiree, you know, goes into retirement with less than $5,000 in the bank. It's, it's crazy. Thankfully, the people that I'm working with usually have quite a bit more. They've done the planning. They've done or, or they are doing the planning. You know, one of these things is, you know, goes back to my upbringing and it brings to mind, you know, it was Paul that says, I don't understand what I do for what what I want to do, that's I don't do. But what I do not want to do, that's exactly what I end up doing. So it's like there's this challenge with what our beliefs are and our behavior. And so we got to align that. You got you to gotta take, okay, if I'm going to be successful and I'm going to have a, a successful retirement, then I'm going to take the steps needed to have a successful retirement. What are those steps? Number one, call me. <laughs> Get a plan in place. Get a plan in place. If you want to retire as soon as possible, how are you going to do that? How are you going to replace your monthly income? Your need is $4,800 a month you know, to meet your monthly budget. We talked about that recently. Okay. So if I have a pension, that'll pay me some of my monthly income. If I qualify for social security, the earliest I can do that is age 62. So do I want to retire before 62 or do I want to retire at 62 and claim the early reduced benefit? Or do I want to wait till 67, get my full retirement benefit? Or age 70, you know, defer it and get the maximum. Right. You have to have a plan. I mean, you can decide I'm going to go to Arkansas next week. And what are you going to do? <laughs> you got to find out where you're going to go, why right. you're going to go there, how you're going to get there. Do they have a train, planes, automobiles? How are you going to go? And why you go to Arkansas? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to anybody from Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, but you got to have a plan. Yeah, no, you, you definitely. And, and then you know, with anything, there's, there's expenses that are necessary to get there. And then there's things that are unnecessary. So if you go along without a plan, you know, without aiming for anything, sure enough, you're going to hit it. <laughs> right. But if you have a target, even if you fall short, like I said at the beginning, if you, if you have a target and you fall just a little bit short, at least you, you're going to be most of the way there. Um, well, and so you'll know what your shortcomings are. You'll know what you need to make adjustments on. And that's the other thing about having a plan, yeah. right? How can you adjust? Okay, I want to retire tomorrow, Matt, but I never took the time to plan for it. Okay, so I come in, I finally start to do the planning, and I find out I can't retire tomorrow, but I can retire next year. Well, now I know what my goal is and the things I need to accomplish to get there, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And it really, it's, it is almost a, a sit down, an hour conversation, finding out about you, what your goals are. And then if you want to progress with that, we can very easily tell you what it takes to get there. Hey, you got to start, you know, if, you know what, you're not going to make it under your current plan. But if you increase your contributions to this retirement, like $100 a month to a couple hundred dollars a month additional, you're going to be right within the ballpark. And I can even give you like a probability range, you know, to get 95% probable that you'll have enough money for the whole retirement. Mm-hmm. You got to do this All and right. just take that next step or two more steps and you're there. there so you go. it is really that easy, but get a plan in place. If you want to retire as soon as possible, Take the time to plan. There you go. So saying one thing, doing another. We're all guilty of it. It definitely happens. It's human nature, but it's what we choose to do about it, especially when it comes to retirement. Make sure that we are taking the proper steps. And of course, the great thing about podcasts are if you something that you know interests you, something that piques your interest, you can go back and listen to it again and like trying to catch it on the radio or whatever. So you do so easily by subscribing to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, whatever, Stitcher, whatever platform you like to use. You can find all those ways to subscribe to us by going to GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. Check out Matt and the team and his website while you're there. Hit the podcast page and subscribe to us. And if you do have those questions or concerns and you want to have a consultation or a conversation, then reach out to him and let him know you'd like to chat at 989-401-2949. It's 989-401-2949. But don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can catch new episodes of Mondays with Matt as well as check out past ones if you'd like as well. And Matt, my friend, thank you for your time as always. I appreciate you. We will do it again soon here on the program. We will do it again. And we're not just saying that we're actually going to follow through and do it. So, (laughs) hey, quick challenge to you before we leave you on this podcast. I want you to decide. We talked about saying one thing, but doing another. Let's decide today. Write down what you're going to do still this year in 2020 to get closer to that retirement goal. One thing, just decide one thing, be intentional and let me know. So shoot me an email, Matt at GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com or give us a call. But please decide one thing and let me know what you're going to do this year to uh, intentionally move you closer to that overall goal. Hey, there you go. That's awesome. Kind of be like like Jack Palance and the City Slickers, the one thing. What's the one thing? thing? There you go. What's the one (laughs) thing you're going to do before the year ends to get closer to retirement? That's your challenge this week on the podcast, folks. Thanks so much for your time. And we will see you next time on Mondays with Matt. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.